Welcome to the Energy Nerd Show, powered by Synapse Energy Economics and Climbable.org. Energy Nerd Show. Hey, Jeannie. Yes, Bruce. Who's our guest on the Energy Nerd Show today? Today we have Nicole Sitaraman from the Office of Public Participation at FERC. Good morning, Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Good morning. Good morning. How are you all? Doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm doing really well, really well. Well, first, let me start by just thanking you for inviting me to join you all in conversation this morning. Really appreciate the invitation. Really excited to um, share more about the Office of Public Participation. I do have to give the standard disclaimer because I, I work for the federal government that today I'm speaking from my heart. You know, the, my views are my own today and uh, they don't necessarily reflect any of the views of um, any particular commissioner or um, the commission as a whole. But yes, uh, my name is Nicole Cedar-Raman and I serve as acting director of the Office of Public Participation at the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission. It's a pretty historic office. It was actually set up in the 70s. In 1978, it was established by law in the Federal Power Act, um, but it took a little while for it to actually be stood up and for the office to have resources behind it to be formally established within the commission that happened in 2021, guided by the Congress at that time and former Chairman Rich Glick and uh, under the leadership of Commissioner Allison Clements who led a, a pretty robust stakeholder process for communities to um, weigh in on, on what they thought OPP should look like, what our priorities should be, how large the office should be, communities that need to be focused on and targeted for outreach. So I'm really honored actually to be a part of this inaugural team setting up this office. The mission of OPP really is to empower, promote, and support public voices at the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission. So we're serving really as a conduit for the public to make their voices heard on the record in FERC proceedings in real life. That means assisting with helping folks you know, get their comments filed, uh, providing educational materials to understand the scope of FERC's jurisdiction, you know, assisting people with understanding process, understanding how to intervene in cases, helping them navigate our online systems, our, our e-library, which can be a little intimidating for a lot of folks who are not used to engaging with FERC at this level, but have meaningful input to provide in cases pending at the commission. Um, so we're doing a whole host of activities that are really focused on our service as a facilitator for the public to weigh in and, and have their opportunity to provide some guidance to the commission on all these many issues related to energy that impact people's lives. So that in a nutshell is what I'm up to. Um, you know, I'm really proud of our staff. I wanna give a shout out to the folks on the team at OPP. Last year, we spent a significant amount of energy, you know, building our group. It started off with just one employee that was the inaugural director, Ellen Katz. Then I showed up and Joe Rosenthal, senior policy advisor, showed up. And uh, since then, we've just been building really a great squad of folks who have deep knowledge about FERC's work, some of whom are FERC veterans in various offices, really great deal of experience. But also these folks are very committed and dedicated 
to expanding the reach of FERC, bringing FERC to the people and the people to FERC. So really proud of the team and there's a lot of great work going on. All the people you mentioned have uh, really uh, extensive you know, consumer advocate and public interest uh, experience. I have to say, um, even for lawyers and professionals, sometimes it's intimidating and complicated and overwhelming to um, comment at FERC. <laughs> That's very true. You know, in terms of uh, the who, who have we been engaging with over the past year and some change, you know, it's been a wide cross-section of America. I mean, we have engaged with, had conversations with very seasoned attorneys who have found it challenging to uh, navigate FERC systems you know, we have been engaging with environmental justice communities across the country who have in-depth local knowledge about the impacts of energy infrastructure in their communities and, um, you know, want to figure out ways to have greater influence here at the commission on decision making, as well as just simply navigating the, the comment process. We've talked to consumer advocates, you know, academia. There's a lot of interesting work being done in the universities amongst our teachers, our professors, a lot of creative thinking about procedural justice, um, what energy justice could potentially look like in the wholesale energy marketplace. We've also been engaging with uh, landowners, um, very important constituent group who are directly impacted by energy infrastructure proposals, just a whole large group of folks who have creative ideas, <laughs> um, but sometimes need some help making it through to, to you know, getting their comments in on, on the record in these dockets. That sounds great. Yeah, it's really exciting to hear about the work that you're doing. And I'm curious, what are you hearing from the people in communities? So we're hearing first and foremost that folks are very happy that the Office of Public Participation exists. They really do give the commission a lot of credit for putting forth the resources, the time in establishing this office. And I think I just want to pause here and also acknowledge that, you know, while this has been somewhat of the startup of the commission, I've had a very positive experience really partnering with other FERC program offices around the issue of public participation, their significant support from senior leadership, certainly all of the commissioners, their viewpoints are very positive with respect to the importance of public engagement in, in these dockets. So in terms of what we're hearing from constituents is that they're happy that OPP exists. And I'd say second to that is the issue of notice. Just notice, notification in a meaningful way, in a timely manner regarding proposals that impact their communities, whether it's on the infrastructure side or on the market side. You know, people just want to know what's coming. And so we've been spending a lot of time collaborating with our colleagues and with communities around the issue of notice, like how can FERC do a better job at making sure that when there is a proposal filed, even before it's filed, during a pre-filing uh, phase, you know, how can we think creatively about utilizing the communications avenues that communities prefer in order to make sure that they know what's coming and that they have an opportunity to engage both the companies and the commission in a meaningful, timely fashion, not after the fact, um, after deadlines have passed and they didn't know about them. So notice is a huge issue. And also 
folks are very eager to have education just around the the broad scope of FERC's jurisdiction. And I'm very excited that, you know, we've been able to provide those services to our constituents through workshops. You know, we spent a lot of time drafting explainers about various FERC jurisdictional topics, uh, including, um, you know, stakeholder engagement opportunities in the RTO and ISO spaces. So they want education about the basics as well as some, some of the more technical sides of FERC's work. They're also talking a lot about how they can become meaningful um, participants in this clean energy transition, whether that means more infrastructure or whether that means really kind of delving into how market design can be revised so that communities can have a fair shake in the marketplace. We hear a lot about that, um, particularly from uh, tribal communities who are interested in deploying their own resources at a very large scale um, and sometimes find it challenging to engage in the uh, ISOs and RTOs, as well as, you know, they're facing challenges with interconnection queue issues, which can be very, very costly for newer players. And then also, you know, there, there are a whole host of issues that are brought to us, but environmental justice is a significant topic that uh, is brought to us on a very regular basis for building stronger relationships with environmental justice communities across the country. Folks are very interested, certainly in our work, which is exclusively focused on procedural justice, making sure that processes, procedures are fair and accessible and easy, you know, for communities to um, to be able to engage at FERC. Um, the procedural justice side is our, that's our shop. That's what we're focused on. But they're connecting the dots between, okay, thank you for helping us file comments. Thank you for facilitating ease and getting our comments filed. And But we want to know that um, the commission is listening to what we have to say and is really taking what we're saying seriously. So the, the looming question for both environmental justice communities and frankly, small businesses and consumer advocates is, what are you doing with our comments? <laughs> I took all this time to submit very in-depth, detailed information for you all to consider. How are you assuring communities that you're taking our input seriously? And that is something that I know that the full commission is very committed to clarifying that comments are read, but also, you know, as was demonstrated, FERC recently held an environmental justice roundtable, the first time ever having an environmental justice roundtable around infrastructure permitting. And this topic came up frequently, both about procedural justice, access process, but also about influence and decision-making. And just from my own engagement and conversations with senior staff, the commissioners, I know that there is an interest in, in clarifying and communicating better how comments are integrated into the decision-making process at the FERC. This all sounds so great. And it really resonates so much with the work I've been doing at Climable, which is all about plain languaging, all this complex mm -hmm. stuff. And um, a couple of things you mentioned. So the thing about notice, we ran a New England study recently in cooperation with Synapse and Brown University. And we had in-person workshops and some and Zoom ones, two in each state. 
And what we heard from the EJ communities, including tribal nations, is six weeks notice is not enough. If you want us to show up in person, give us three months minimum. And I thought that was an eye opener for me. And then you mentioned the explainers, you're drafting some material. Is that available yet? I mean, that just sounds so on point and I'm ready to read it. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So we have a whole web page with links to explainers drafted by my amazing staff. Um, and actually drafted in collaboration with the relevant FERC program offices. So collaboratively coming up with these plain language primers, we have one on um, California ISO, we have one on the recent interconnection NOPR, just kind of breaking it down. What, what is this about? You know, how does this impact you know, certain communities? Why is, this, why is this relevant? We have several more coming down the pike. And so we want to build a whole library. We want to have a whole set of resources that folks can easily access um, and have in their back pocket you know, when they're thinking about engaging at FERC. One of the things Jeannie's found with with Climbable and um, working with communities is translating technical things into plain language, but then also literal translation into other languages can can be um, essential otherwise. That's an excellent point. And it's actually one of our top priorities as an office. So as an office, we have prioritized making sure that at, at the very least for our workshops, Spanish translation is provided. We recently had a a workshop on how to file powerful comments that uh, featured Commissioner James Danley and three senior leaders all talking about, you know, how to make sure that your comments kind of move the ball forward. Um, And, you know, what's helpful to the commission. We had Spanish translation as well as American Sign Language available for that. And so we're really committed to that. And it's one of the uh, top issues that was raised during OPP's formation period, during the the listening sessions that Commissioner Clements um, facilitated. Language access is huge. If we're gonna be making ourselves available to the public, we have to to reflect the public. We have to reflect America um, in our communications. So glad you're making that a priority. Can you tell us other priorities that you've got right now? So we're continuing to job number one, focus on constituent services. So we have a hotline and we have our email address, which is opp at FERC.gov. Folks can call us, email us with questions about any case, any proceeding, any issue um, at the FERC that they're trying to figure out or understand. We help folks find docket numbers. We help them understand e-file and e-comment and those online portals. That's kind of our bread and butter. Uh, We get a lot of inquiries. (laughs) I think last year we provided information to 490 something inquiries. And I'm very proud of the work that our staff does because we make sure that we're responding to people quickly and we're giving them meaningful, substantive kind of, you know, information. There's no kind of boilerplate work that we're doing. And so, uh, so that's job number one, continuing the education initiatives, the workshops, um, the explainers, having community briefings. We're also very focused on and being very intentional about collaborating with our colleagues within the FERC on making sure that public participation remains a priority for their offices and helping them with their outreach goals um, and communications goals with constituents and really figuring out next steps for kind of removing barriers for accessing FERC systems. 
Um, so we have a whole kind of internal working group around that, which has been really, really great. And then really showing up for communities. This is a very big priority for our office. We can't just do our work from Washington, D.C. Um, I love the District of Columbia, but we have to make sure that we are out there in communities, meeting folks face to face, building rapport, building relationships and really hearing what their concerns are. Um, so we have staff in three locations throughout the country. One staff outreach specialist is in the Gulf Coast, one is in Oklahoma, and one is in New England. And um, that, that's something that we really wanted to emphasize and make sure that from the start last year, when we all came together, that we're showing up right where people live remained a, a priority. You've talked about a lot of coordination within the, the agency and the other par- other parts of, of, of the FERC. What about coordination and working with kind of the states and uh, communities and kind of people more spread, like you were just starting to touch on. Yeah, so um, that kind of stems from our outreach and um, relationship building with our constituents. Constituents is broad, is a broad category of folks. So that can include the state, you know, consumer advocates, as well as um, in collaboration with our Office of External Affairs, having conversations with the state energy offices and making sure that they're aware of what's happening at the FERC and, you know, having opportunity to, to weigh in. So we're very collaborative. Um, that's also kind of a through line for the Office of Public Participation. We can't do this alone. You know, we're not an island and we highly value you know, working with state and local officials who have their own initiatives around public participation and just stakeholder engagement. I can say there's a lot of interest on this topic. We're only a year and some change old, but um, folks are already coming to us for our best practices. (laughs) So we're still kind of working on developing our best practices, but um, we're, we're always excited to have an exchange with state and local leaders about um, how to make sure that public participation is done in an effective way. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you're doing this work and that we get to hear Mm -hmm. about it. We'll definitely share whatever resources you can send us. And I I know we know a lot of people that are going to be participating. (laughs) They're going to be asking you questions. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. I look forward to that. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show and for all the work that you're doing. Thanks for having me. Of course. Check out the show notes for visuals and links for more info on the topics discussed. You can find the Energy Nerd Show on social media pretty much everywhere at Energy Nerd Show or on our website at energynerdshow.com. Thanks for listening.